All right, and welcome back, everyone. This is another edition of the Betting Filter Podcast, a sports handicapping podcast primarily covering college athletics. Today's episode will uh, focus on Thursday and Saturday's card in college basketball. Uh, a lot of games to, to look at, so we'll try to condense that down um, you know, to you know, somehow provide some useful uh, content for the listeners. Um, but you know, before we get into that, well, let's go ahead and knock the, uh, the plugs out of the way. Um, you know, if you if you're on Twitter, you can follow me there at Betting Filter. That's the quickest way to get my plays as I release them. If you'd rather sign up for email blasts of those same plays and my previous results, you can do that on my blog at bettingfilter.wordpress.com. Uh, just a good place, you know, for transparency, so you can see what I've been betting um, and my overall record. But uh, before we get into, uh, you know, reviewing and previewing college basketball, I just wanted to touch on uh, the national title game and college football and kind of what that means going forward, kind of bigger picture. You know, we, we won't really get into the weeds of, um, you know, breaking that uh, down these teams for um, season win totals or anything like that until um, maybe a month or two down the road. Uh, though, you know, some people have already started that process. I, I mean, uh, a little uh, time crunch for me right now, but um, that will start, that prep will start soon uh, for next season. But yeah, let's talk some big picture real quick. We'll just start with, um, well, I guess before that, we'll start with, uh, you know, kind of the, how the game went. Um, the fact that, you know, Clemson won by, you know, what, I mean, was it 28? I mean, yeah, I think they won by 28. I mean, that's that's misleading. I mean, their game wasn't – Alabama did not play that poor. I, you know, they had they had more f- first downs in that game. And um, you, you look at Alabama's numbers, 8.2 yards per pass, very good, 4.0 yards per rush. I mean, this is against, you know, one of the uh, best defenses in the country and, you know, one of the best defensive lines possibly of all time. Um you know, and you were able to run for four yards per carry. Um, this isn't like Bama, uh, you know, came out and laid an egg necessarily. Um, you know, they were in the game, but they got dominated in uh, explosive plays. They got uh, dominated on, uh, you know, third downs. They were 4-13 on third down where Clemson was 10-15. of 15. Uh, That's huge. Um, and then you just look at what they did in the red zone and, um, you had, you had, uh, you know, so many opportunities to get points and, uh, came away empty and, um, you know, over, I guess I say that to say this, uh, I don't think Bama's going anywhere. Uh, you know, some people have said that this looks like, uh, the beginning of the end and, you know, while it kind of might be to an extent, I, I think that's maybe a, a three to five year, uh, window that you're looking at. Maybe, you know, Saban retires at some point and, um, you know, maybe his grip on that, uh, their, you know, the process is slipping somewhat. I, I don't really see it, though, man. That They were so good all year, and, um, you know, this is one game. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say that, but, um, you, you know, overall, I mean, they got Tua coming back next year. Um, and we'll talk about him for just a second. Man, he, uh, obviously, um, very talented quarterback. He, he did seem to kind of wilt under pressure down the stretch of the season. Um, even that's kind of an overreaction because he he was still very good. Um, 
but I mean, you look at, I mean, just, this is, you know, um, all narrative here, but just kind of looking at his demeanor on the sideline and he, he didn't, he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct. Like, um, uh, for instance, Trevor Lawrence and, uh, you know, um, some of these players that just kind of play out of their mind and, um, that doesn't seem to be who Tua is. Uh, now he makes up for it with his athleticism and his, uh, how smart he is and, uh, you know, he can make all the throws and, and whatnot, but, um, you know, the, that, does he have that bulldog mentality to, uh, to win these big games? And, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you can point back to the second half where he comes in, um, you know, and wins the national title last year. And you can say, you know, how, how could you, you know, question that? But, you know, that's a very different scenario when kind of no one's expecting that much of you The there's a shift when you now have all the, um, you know, people only expect the best from you. Um, it's just a different, um, different mindset you have to carry in. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, man. Um, but I think, you know, we'll see him probably bounce back and have a heck of a year again, be in Heisman contention again. Um, it'll be him, Trevor Lawrence, and, you know, it'll be interesting, too, to see what um, Justin Fields uh, will do at Ohio State. That'll be interesting. Uh, I'll have to look at kind of what that roster has coming back uh, as I prep for um, the upcoming season or, you know, next season. But, um, yeah, I mean – We'll talk about Clemson here for just a second. Uh, big picture for them. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the next two seasons, should have them uh, in the playoffs. And, you know, try, they're they're going to be – I guess their main thing is you, you kind of want to keep the coaching staff together. You don't want to have any um, – you know, the, the culture is so strong there that you just don't want anything to kind of disrupt that flow. Uh, you don't want any, you know, big, you know, scandals or – like I said, you know, exodus from the coaching staff or, you know, poor recruiting classes or, you know, whatever that can, can break that up. I don't think anything's going to break it up the next two years, though, with, with Lawrence. And, you know, they've recruited well enough to, even though, like I said, they've got, um, you know, a lot to replace on defense. But, um, man, I think it's – you still look at this this whole college football national title picture going forward. And, and to me, it's it's Clemson, Alabama – Georgia, Ohio State, and uh, I mean maybe Oklahoma, and, and then it's like everybody else to me. I mean I'm I might be leaving off a team or two uh, that could get you know, but I really don't see it, man. I um, those those programs have just recruited so strong, and they got so much coming back, you know, at the most important position that uh, it just puts them. Uh, we'll see about Oklahoma. Uh, you know what they do at the quarterback position, but as far as uh, the others, uh, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, they look uh, very strong going into uh, next year. But um, yeah, that that's kind of it. I just wanted to touch on that game a little bit, and basically, yeah, they Clemson uh, shocked a lot of people, but um, the score line is a little misleading for that one. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into the Thursday slate for college basketball. Uh, we'll start with the uh, Wofford. Um, they're traveling to UNC Greensboro. Um, you know, UNC Greensboro is not a team that's necessarily um, one that I'm looking to fade 
all too often, but we're here with uh, Woffer again, who we're 2-0 we're backing uh, ATS to this point. So um, it looks like we're going to get a good number in this one. Um, I, I think that they probably win. I think Wofford goes on the road here and wins, to be honest. Uh, they, they've shown the ability to go on the road and, and play well against talented teams. Um, I know, you know, South Carolina's not all that great, um, but they are a top 100 team and, you know, better than this UNC Greensboro team. Uh, you know, Wofford went on the road and won that game by 20. Um, just overall, I, I like their profile. You know, top five in the country in defensive rebounding, uh, really efficient offensively. Uh, the only thing that they don't, you know, really do all that well is get to the free throw line, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I um, Conversely, you look at UNC Greensboro, um, you know, they do a good job of, uh, you know, not turning the ball over, but, I mean, how, how much of what they've done is, um, you know, or, you know, some of the this clout that they have right now in the market, how much of it is based on, um, them looking, you know, decent against uh, against a poor schedule. I mean, you look at their uh, schedule right now. Uh, strength of schedule is 328th in the country. Um, you know, I like Wofford here. Yeah, I think we're getting some value for on the fact that, um, like I said, UNC Greensboro schedule uh, and um, maybe a little bit too much of maybe home uh, home court advantage. Maybe um, I'll probably take. Uh, Wofford here on the probably half a unit on the money line and half a unit on the the, the spread, uh, which is uh, sitting at. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what it comes out. Uh, I use Bookmaker and Five Dimes. Those those haven't been released yet, um, but I'm I'm looking at uh, Bet Online has this game at plus Wofford plus two and a half. So uh, definitely, I would be in on that. Uh, like I said, I'll split it up halfway between, um, you know, on the money line and half on the uh, point spread. But uh, we'll go from that game into the Gonzaga and Pacific game. I'll try to keep this one fairly short um, because I probably won't have action on it. Uh, but I I did want to touch on it because the number that came out initially, minus 26.5, is, uh, you know, uh, sh- to me, showing value on, on Gonzaga, um, where you know, and if you look at what Gonzaga's done against you know weaker opponents, um, you know they they have you know really taken care of business, bl- uh, blowing out um, people. So you know, wouldn't be surprised at all to see that happen again here, and they uh, they get a uh, ATS cover. But um, I'm kind of you know, if I'm Gonzaga, I'm sitting here, and you've got Pacific, who you 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 know you know think you're just going to stroll through uh, and you very well could um but you've got uh, a big game on saturday against uh san francisco um you know how much of their focus is is on that game uh you know which they'll play on the road that'll be uh probably one of the best games on saturday to watch um you know just it'll also be a really good barometer for how good uh san francisco is uh, not not much uh, more difficult of a test than uh, playing Gonzaga, so uh, that should be fun. But you know, as far as this game goes, I mean, if you feel like Gonzaga is going to come out and um, you know play their uh, B plus A game against Pacific here, then uh, I think twenty six and a half has some value. I'm not I'm not exactly sure that 
that they will, and for that reason, I'll probably uh, hold off on playing that. Though, uh, you know, if we see some uh, Pacific money come in, and this this number gets to a point that I just uh, I have to have some action on uh, Gonzaga, then obviously I will. But um, to this point, um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there for y'all. Just, I mean, you know, you could obviously people have differing opinions. So if you feel really strongly that they'll come in um, sharp then, you know, I think the number's right. So, um, yeah, we'll move on to Arkansas Little Rock uh, at home against Troy. Uh, now, this is definitely not a game for those of you who like or who, who don't like uh, backing ugly dogs, and that's exactly what uh, Little Rock is. I mean, they're 5-10 and 10 on the year and haven't really played that difficult of a schedule. So, um you know, there's definitely reasons to, to steer away, and probably the number one is the fact that they've turned the ball over just at a ridiculous level here. I mean, 330th in the country of that. Uh, the last three games, um, over 25% um, you know, turnover uh, uh, turnover rate. Now, granted, all those, uh, those three games were on the road and, um, you know, against teams that they, you know, were rightfully dogs in uh, or against, um, but uh, nonetheless, I mean that's a that's a recurring issue for this team. Now, when you look at when they clean that up, uh, like they did um, back at home against Sam Houston State, who I would argue is a better team than Troy, um, they won that game by twenty seven. So um, the upside is there for them when uh, you know they kind of put it together offensively. And limit turnovers. Um, Troy's not really uh, not like a team that you're really worried about turning you over or really defending you all that much. 306th in adjusted efficiency defense. Um, you know, so this could just be a game where we see um, Little Rock kind of turn the page and uh, you know returning home and uh, put up a lot of points against Troy. Um, you know that's not to say that they won't give up quite a few points too, because their defense is, uh, you know, nothing to really write home about. But uh, they do a better job of defensive rebounding than than Troy does, and you know the fact that they get to the um, they're at home and they they do a good job of uh, getting to the free throw line. I think that um, you know that could help them. They they get some home cooking and some good calls, and uh, maybe it plays into their into their hand a little bit. So. Uh, like I said, the opener is plus two. If I if I said that, I'm, I don't remember if I covered the the spread on this game. But my buy point was originally that I uh, had written down. Uh, the buy point was Little Rocket. I pick them. It came out at plus two on Bet Online. We'll see where um, Bookmaker and Five Dimes uh, release their numbers. But um, you know, I'll probably have a little a little money on uh, on Little Rock, but. Uh, it's not going to be a full unit play by any means just because of the recent form of Little Rock has been bad. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, fault you for putting kind of a pause on on buying Little Rock until you see them have a game or two that, um, you know, they they protect the ball and, um, you know, have, have better outcomes. But, uh, you know, sometimes if, if you're playing that game until you wait, until you see an uptick, you miss the uptick you know, all together. So, you know, you might miss the two games that you would have covered. So, um, to me, I, I just, I'm going to look at this as a, um, opportunity to buy low on little rock, um, against a bad defense on the road. So, 
Um, yeah, I'll probably have a half unit or so on that. I, it, you know, depending on what uh, what the numbers look like, um, I might split up, you know, half onto the money line and half on the plus two or, uh, like I said, whatever the number's at. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go from that game into the Austin P at Southeast Missouri State. Now, um, you know, Southeast Missouri State's a team I'm looking to fade. Just don't like their profile. Uh, even at home here, they just uh, – struggle to score the basketball they turn it over they don't get to the free throw line about the only thing they do well is um i guess you can say uh they have a decent three-point defense and um fairly decent uh rebounding the ball uh defensively um you know so uh there's that for them but i'm looking to fade them uh my only worry is is the fact now this is sounds uh counterintuitive but Austin P has been on such a tear over their past uh, maybe eight to ten games that uh, I expect some regression at some point. Um, you know, I, though, do, do we see it here against a, a, a poor team like Southeast Missouri State? Um, you know, maybe not. Um, and kind of looking at their schedule going forward, I mean, they they could really go on a tear here where they they uh, you know spool off maybe. Um, another five, six wins in a row. Um, but uh, you know, Austin P. Overall, um, no real weaknesses on this team. Um, if anything, it's their defensive rebounding. Um, but I don't expect Southeast Missouri State to do all that well. Um, attacking the offensive glass, um, they should be able to. Austin P. Should be able to turn over. Uh, Southeast Missouri State quite often and get off the, uh, get out in transition. Um, you know, uh, as far as the number goes in this game, um, it, this opened up at minus five and a half. My the buy point that I had um, written down prior to the lines coming out was minus four and a half. So uh, not quite at what my buy point was, but I think I'll just let that limit my action a little bit. Maybe a point six units uh, or 0.6 of a unit risk um, here, maybe half a unit. Um, overall, I just, uh, like I said, looking to fade um, Southeast Missouri State, who I do not trust. Um, and hopefully the, the regression that you would expect to see from Austin P does not come here. And we're able to, I guess, ride out some of this uh, hot streak uh, from them uh, in this kind of, you know, relatively easy um, portion of their schedule so um, with that said that kind of wraps up on uh, what I'm looking at for Thursday there's still two games that haven't been uh, that lines haven't been released um, so you know there could be more potential action and there, there's a couple of games that are on the on the verge um, of getting into uh, towards value but we'd have to have some action from the opposite side to push those numbers down or up however you look at it, but um, as far as the Saturday slate goes, uh, because a lot of these teams play on Wednesday or Thursday, um, we're not going to have updated information to kind of give uh, give out buy points, all that, um, all these numbers will change um, between uh, now and then, even if they don't change much, I, I don't want to give out uh, old numbers um, that people kind of go off of, so I I guess this will just be a, a 
an opportunity for me to give out some games, kind of in a rapid fire. Uh, just list them off, and you can do your own handicapping for that. But it'll be games that I'm I'm interested in the matchup. I mean, not necessarily that I have broken down from a from a true like you know X's and O's type standpoint or um, even statistical profiles, but just from off the top of my head, games that I'm interested in: uh, Kansas at Baylor, Seton Hall at Marquette. Um, Western Kentucky at Marshall. Uh, let's see here. You know Kent State at Eastern Michigan. Uh, that should be good, um, especially if you can if we'll catch points there. Um, Eastern Tennessee State at Mercer. Rutgers at Minnesota. Tulsa at SMU. American at Bucknell. Arizona at Cal, Weber State at Portland State. Uh, now, just remember these. You know, I might not have action on any of these that I listed because of you know where the market comes out. But uh, definitely, uh, those are some that I'm interested in. Maybe a couple more here. Uh, Gardner Webb against uh, South Carolina Upstate. Man, uh, USC Upstate is really bad. So if we can. Hopefully we get some decent value on Gardner-Webb there in that one. Um, North Florida against Florida Gulf Coast. That should be interesting. Um, you know, North Florida's profile has kind of been worrying me uh, as of late. Um, but we'll see. Um, we'll see where that number comes out. Uh, I mean, and you know, there's quite a few. I could, you know, uh, as I really start to break these games down, a little bit more um, there'll be other games that pop up on the radar but yeah that gives you a little something to, to work on between um, the time this podcast that comes out and uh, when uh, lines are released on Saturday so um, yeah hopefully that'll help you out some uh, yeah as far as uh, I guess we can do a quick recap of the season so far in college basketball uh, what we're sitting at uh, than how we've done over the past month or so. Um, so over the past month in college basketball, we are 13 and 10 up 1.02 units. Not bad. 57 percent. Um, 57 percent, but only up one unit. Now, um, you know that means we've we've kind of uh, missed on some of our higher unit plays and hit some of our lower ones, which is a little uh, unfortunate. Uh, only a about a 5% return, um, but if, let's see, what is our overall, yeah, we've hit a, a 58%, 38, 28, and 3, uh, according to the Action Network um, tracker that I'm using, uh, that should be, yeah, that should be correct, um, up 6.59 units, uh, you know, that's a number that uh, hopefully is sustainable for us. Uh, 58% would be, if I could finish the season at 58%, I would be thrilled. Um, you know, uh, I'm overall just uh, impressive run so far. Hopefully we can continue it to stick to the process and um, continue to pick out some winners in college hoops. But, uh, you know, it's going to get tougher. The more... Um, 
you, you know, the more information that, um, you know, we have to go on, so does, so does the book. So, and the rest of the market, uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of our success is, um, it's kind of come with the early fading of, uh, Ken Palm. I think a lot of people that, you know, just get into, uh, handicapping, that's kind of where they go. Well, what's, you know, what's Ken Palm have the line? Uh, you know, anything that's that easy, um, you know, you kind of have to think, well, um, th- that's probably what most people are going to be doing. Um, that's not to say that there's not people, you know, doing exactly what I'm doing, looking to fade those those people. Um, you know, we're, this is all about, you know, g- getting small edges anyways. And, uh, it, uh, you know, like earlier we were pre- uh, previewing the uh, Gonzaga, uh, who are they playing? Like Pacific, I think. Or, yeah, I think they're playing Pacific on Thursday. Uh, even though technically the model says that that should be a play for me, um, th- th- there's a lot of uh, qualitative decisions to be made um, about situational angles that are, you know, either about motivation or matchups or, you know, whatever it is, you know, information, injuries, updates. There's a, there's a lot of things that uh, which kind of get, you know, to – uh, to filter through, which is the the whole point of the title of the podcast, the the betting filter is that you kind of want to take all this information that you have and try to filter it in a way that um, kind of eliminates, uh, you know, the idea is that you eliminate a few of the losers that end up giving you that small bit of profit profitability in your uh, from a model because I think uh, some people can can get a model completely right. Um, well, when I say completely right, I mean as a long-term winner. Um, but even then, they're they're going in in the off season and updating models, and or whether it, you know, might not even be during the off season. They might be doing it in season. Um, but regardless, I think uh, the point is to um, that you want to be using, you know, every bit of your information and trying to, uh, you know, the the information that you're adding. From a qualitative standpoint, you have to do it in a scientific way that you're not just uh, doing things on a whim. That's why uh, oftentimes, or all the time, if I'm if I'm uh, you know using qualitative information to affect my decision making, is to keep me out of the market rather than to put me onto a game, um, uh, which you know sometimes. Uh, well, the idea is that uh, over time you're going to. Um, you know, still use the benefits of the of the model without, uh, you know, talking yourself into uh, playing games that you shouldn't have, which would in- decrease the effectiveness of your model. Uh, it's not that you're necessarily cherry picking, uh, you know, certain games, uh, but nonetheless, uh, they're model based. Um, but anyways, uh, enough with uh, the needless rants, I guess. Um, yeah, that should do it for this episode for the most part. Um, I, I know we've kind of been gone for a couple weeks. I mean, with the holidays and um, we've been desperately car shopping recently um, after we had one totaled. So um, between that and work and everything, it's just, uh, you know, hours have been tight and uh, it, it was good to ha- take a little bit of a break from uh, recording for two weeks um, anyways but uh, yeah we should be back on a normal schedule now hopefully um, we're looking at going to pick up a car on Thursday 
then going to Tallahassee on Saturday for the Florida State Duke game, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, but after that, hopefully things kind of calm down around here and we can kind of get back into the grind of things. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, glad to be back this week. Um, pretty good slate of games. Not nothing really too interesting on Thursday. I wish I wish there was. Um, but uh, it looks like a really good card for Saturday. So uh, keep you know uh, Friday uh, probably about five o'clock, six o'clock. Uh, you should start seeing some plays pop up um, on my Twitter at Betting Filter. Uh, as always, you can also see those plays come out um, through email blast from my blog at bettingfilter.wordpress.com. So uh, follow me there. As always, any likes or retweets or subscriptions to the podcast via uh, iTunes or whatever you can do to help support would be great. Um, you know, always it, it was good to see someone. Uh, you know, reach out asking about the podcast. Kind of lets let you know that you know there's people out there that um, find value in it. That alone kind of gives me the motivation to continue to put these out on a consistent basis. Uh, so I appreciate uh, the kind words uh, there, because um, you know it's not always uh, clear whether this is the best use of my time. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's uh, uh, you know I enjoy. Uh, the whole process of handicapping so you know it's like two birds with one stone if i can uh, help someone else uh as well so um not, you know as far as going forward it looks like friday will probably be the best day um just looking at you know set the saturday card most people are off and looking to looking for action and that's there's a lot of games on saturday so if we at least on friday uh, i can kind of see um, Friday evening, you know, you get, you get look ahead lines for that, uh, for those games. So, um, you know, hopefully my schedule works out so I can do those, uh, record on Friday evenings and, uh, release it that way. If not, you know, it might be Thursday some weeks and, uh, that'll be okay too. Um, but yep, yeah, we can, uh, hopefully we can continue to, uh, you know, hit these college basketball games at a at a pretty good percentage and uh you know build our bankroll and uh best of luck to anyone uh in the market this week and on the weekend and i'll uh talk to y'all next week Superstar make a bitch wanna dance with the devil. When she glance at the bells, she wanna dance with the devil.